Welcome back. I'm Karen, Founder and Managing Director of Orchid Leadership Coaching and Consultancy Limited, encouraging you to embrace the leader within. Whether you're a CEO leading a company, an executive leading a team of innovators, an emerging entrepreneur, or a working or stay-at-home parent leading a family and home, now's the time to embrace the future, empower the new you. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of Enlightened Leadership Coaching Snippets, a new season of podcasts linking to domains of leadership, where we'll be exploring different terrains and jurisdictions where one potentially may lead, whilst reviewing some key starting points and strategies within that leadership journey. In this episode, we'll be deep diving into Leading Others, Awakening Executive Parenthood. If you missed out on our earlier episodes, don't worry. They're available to download on numerous major podcast platforms, now including YouTube under Orchid Leadership. Do ensure to like and subscribe or follow so not to miss out on future upcoming episodes. Getting back to today's episode, focusing on leading others, awakening executive parenthood. As a working parent, do you feel pressured into making choices between career trajectory and family? Have you perhaps even felt pressured into giving up on the idea of family or children because of the misalignment of work and life priorities? Do you sometimes feel invisible when you arrive home? That you're not a part of what's going on? You feel disengaged from your spouse or children? In this episode, we'll be exploring how we awaken parenthood and effectively partner and lead the family as a busy executive. We'll be discussing the important area of work-life integration. And yes, I said integration and not balance. We'll review the importance of partnership and support, whilst bringing cohesion between work and home environments, whilst also highlighting the essential role organisations play in creating a haven for working parents. Also, we'll review how to create and make the most of family time, as well as how to purposefully connect and engage with your children as busy executives, and how to sustain engagement as children hit their teenage years. So, let's leap right in. Back in Season 2, Episode 1, we discussed the merits of and how to achieve work-life integration. Just to recap, in life, we continually attempt to achieve the perfect balance, often coming away feeling guilty when we don't quite measure up, that we failed, that we're not doing something right. We therefore create the impossible goal that our work and home lives must reflect equal energies every moment of every day. Yet, this in reality is a fantasy. All we do is we set ourselves up to fail on a daily basis, as a hamster does as it mounts the wheel each day, not reaching the destination it imagines. 
The term balance, therefore, evokes that each are opposite to each other and must be in some conflict or opposition and therefore creating a state of anxiety. However, thinking in terms of integration, creating synergies between those areas that combine to define life, such as home, family, relationships, work, community, personal well-being and health, creating coexistence, harmony without the separation of distinction between home and work. In contrast to balancing time, we strive towards a fluidity of time, where time is flexible, negotiated, adjustable, in alignment to our life needs at any given time. Though for some, negotiated and flexible approaches to time is not always fully possible, we can aim to blend both personal and professional responsibilities with certain agreed boundaries, rather than associating work and personal time as separate entities. Our personal and family life need not compete with work, but can help fulfil it and give it meaning whilst avoiding burnout. When we now think in terms of family life and the integration and fluidity of time, we need to ensure that every aspect of our life is within our calendar's priority and scope, such that there is a cohesion and synergy between each segment of our life, recognising and displaying a flow and equilibrium. Having said this, for many it may remain a utopia dream that may feel an unrealistic goal and aspiration. This is why partnership and support is so vital to enabling a true cohesion and integration to synergize with our life's priorities. As our understanding of the notion of nuclear family is in constant evolution, so too is our understanding of partnership and support and what that looks like. Partnership and support can be in the form of our spouse or partner, family members, multi-generational support, friendship groups, organisational support, as well as from external support systems built on the premise of supporting single or partnered working parents. In family units where there is more than one carer, the roles of those within the family relationship paradigm are in constant evolution and are developmental based upon need and environment. A sense of partnership and equilibrium is now a priority to ensure gender equality and a synergy of duties and responsibilities is for many a desired aspiration and goal. Where it's no longer the agreed norm for one person alone to choose to remain at home and undertake childcare duties as a sacrificial necessity. Regardless of work status of those partnered within the home, there is now among many a more shared and distributed means of responsibility within the family and regards parenting. If you are a parent who is married or living with a partner with whom you share parenting of at least one child, what rings true for you in your day-to-day -day experience? Where do the natural parenting and household responsibilities lie? 
How would you like your parenting partnership to look like? Creating an ideal integrated life with the necessary support to sustain that is not an easy objective. Neither is it always achievable 100% of the time. However, it doesn't negate the fact that parents, no matter their family care dynamic, can and should be successful and feel worthy of both family and work aspects of their lives. Precisely defining priorities in each of the complementary areas of our lives is necessary. Compromise needn't mean total sacrifice. Rather than dealing with potential conflicting adjustments in integrating aspects of our life together, it may be more an evolving reshaping of priorities and how that looks like as life presents new dynamics and domains of responsibility and aspiration. This is where discussing career and family goals and aspirations with who you work for or with can potentially create opportunities you may not have considered possible, particularly in the increasing move towards a hybrid work environment where flexible work arrangements, increased opportunities for remote working and similar accommodations may become more commonplace to comfortably agree upon whilst maintaining your role and aspired or planned career trajectory. Leveraging technology can provide additional support, particularly for those working parents with limitations regarding available support externally. This can range from use of video conferencing where possible, to reducing the need for travel and time away from the family, to flexibility of scheduling regarding meetings and use of complementary software to reduce some elements of necessary administrative tasks. For those parents in a high-level C-suite executive role, you may have the advantage of being able to distribute certain tasks to skilled assistants or team members who are already on an upwards career trajectory, identified in your talent development and succession planning as potential next-generation leaders will value the opportunities to develop and display their skills and attributes within the organization. Remember, this action is not a threat to your position. It's empowering others by creating opportunities for shared leadership and accountability, which is core to leadership. High-level executives, of course, often without doubt, have advantages over other working parents. Often with more income and organisational influence, external childcare becomes affordable, as is having more voice over work conditions, flexibility of hours and what childcare friendly looks like in their organisation. However, even C-suite executive leaders only have 24 hours in each day and can sometimes become overwhelmed when factors occur outside of their control. It's again about integrating priorities and agreeing what areas can be supported and which needs your hands-on involvement, such as medical emergencies and appointments or school developmental parent meetings. Remember not to give yourself too much of a hard time and try not to consistently sink into guilt about areas of concession or compromise. 
very often, many people are more purposeful, meaningful and intentional in their parenting role when they permit themselves to be the best version of themselves outside the family environment. A great quote that remained with me when I recently read an executive parenting article in Authority magazine was by Amber Keast, and that is of figuring out how to keep the glass balls in the air and let the rubber ones bounce. A simple yet significant thing to visualise, to remember that we can't do everything. And that's okay. Reshaping our expectations of ourselves is also part of the necessary process of integration. We've briefly mentioned the important role that organisations play in enabling successful work-life integration and creating opportunities for working parents to maintain career trajectories and a certain agreed flexibility whilst meeting the requirements of their role. However, it's important that organisations preempt, pre-plan and pre-execute through policy, process and procedure ahead of employees or team members having to request or uncomfortably raise the concern themselves. This should be part of any organisation's DEIJ, diversity, equity, inclusion and justice policy and practice. That is not just written but transparently communicated across all sectors of an organisation and not merely reserved as a considered conversation for upper leadership personnel, but an availability for all. This act and consistent follow-through enables a strong sense of loyalty and belonging within an organisation and enables staff well-being, wellness, staff retention and stronger longevity regarding sustainable succession planning. Assuming that we are able to successfully create at least the beginnings of integration and cohesion, we need to then focus on developing how we focus that time that we've prioritised with our family, particularly with our children. It's not just about being at home physically, it's about purposeful connection, meaningful engagement and intentional time dedicated to essentials of relationship building and sustainable development and supported growth of our children as they aspire and grow towards young adulthood. The first and foremost priority is of course being present, not just in body but in mind and mindset. It's of course of value for our children to be aware of the importance that work plays and what it offers and provides, but it's even more vital for them to see know and hear and feel their importance and value in our lives as a day-to-day -day priority and for them to realise that they are a major percentage of the big why as to why we work as hard as we do. Some key questions we may ask ourselves as a temperature check as we near the end of a workday and prepare to transition into family or parent mode might be what am I feeling right now? How is my energy level? Is it high, low, agitated? 
how do I want to show up for my family, for my children? This kind of checking in with oneself regarding our own mental and emotional state of wellness and mindset can determine a firm intention for how we want to be with our family. Intentions become immensely powerful because a person's mindset and underlying unconscious mind is incredibly powerful. Setting an intention and being intentional means that our intended thoughts, words, actions and reactions will follow through. Sustainability requires our children to understand that you are absolutely there for them. With some key areas singled out and scheduled into your daily calendar, perhaps as non-negotiables, such as a shared mealtime for family discussion, reading a story and creating time for airing problems they have encountered that day before tucking them in at night before they sleep. Considering our child's needs seems obvious. However, it's about intentional, active listening with genuine empathy and compassion to really identify what our children are needing and asking of us. Giving our children a voice and enabling them to feel acknowledged, praised and valued is essential to trust and inclusion within the family as well as to essential growth. Resilient children, just as with adults, show skills in independence, problem solving, optimism and social connection, allowing them to make significant and valued contributions within our families, where their voices heard enable such agility and resilience to be practiced in a safe environment. Just as with a team member at work, know when to intervene and when to allow your child to work it out. Show confidence in your children's ability to cope and show resilience in comparison to a get-over-it stance. Involving our children in what we do outside the family and giving them some degree of inclusion in our work bubble enables those of our children who are a little older to feel part of your life and not just a small branch that is sectioned off. Sometimes appropriate sharing can provide simple moments of teaching that will enable them potential insights into decision-making, resilience, agility, integrity and being authentic. An aspect of building meaningful connection is being intentional about how and where our connections are made. For example, where possible, connecting by occasionally volunteering at school events or being present at something our child values enables them to feel a real sense of us being present in their world, in their environment, and that can leave a lasting positive impression of being acknowledged. Being a coach, a mentor and a guide is also something to consider enabling and empowering our children to set their own goals and aspirations, to focus, to learn about real-life responsibility and accountability in a safe space that is created to practice those skills. Finding opportunities to praise our growing teens for their strengths and areas of independence or decision-making enables our children to know that we are proud of them 
as well as encourages our children to use positive self-talk to bolster self-esteem. Sharing and doing things together as a family, as part of a routine, strengthens family relationships and social connections, where prioritising certain family activities creates a child-centred and family-centred focus, creating opportunities for relationship building, character building, meaningful interaction and growth. Do remember that one size does not fit all and everyone's situation is different. What works for one parent may not work for another. Whatever works for you, accept it, acknowledge it and embrace it as yours. Set your own expectations of yourself that are meaningful and realistic for you and your situation. Also remember that it's not just about your family and your children. It's also about self-care and your own mental health and capacity towards your own wellness. Do things that also make you happy, keeps you motivated and that puts a smile on your face and allows you to breathe in life giving you the strength and capacity to be the parent at home that you desire to be for your family and children. A challenge I lay before you. Take measure of the different aspects of your life. How do you currently integrate them to best allow you to flourish productively as an individual and to meet the demands of parenthood effectively and intentionally? How present are you when you enter the family home after the active demands of your work schedule? And what does intentional family time look like for you? Consider, are there certain shifts that need to happen for you to feel more cohesive and integrated as a working parent? Feel free to get in contact if you'd like to gain additional clarity in any of the areas discussed in today's episode. And if you'd like to enhance your inner leadership or parenting journey. And feel free to share some of your follow-up actions with me on any of my social media platforms, including my YouTube channel, Orchid Leadership. Or alternatively, share a comment with me right here on Podbean, where the podcast is hosted after listening. I look forward to our next podcast session, which will continue this season linking to domains of leadership, where we will be deep diving into leading organisations, awakening the sustainable business leader. So make sure you tune in next time and engage with me after the session about your thoughts and personal takeaways. Until then, please remember... If this podcast episode added value to your day or evening, download it, share it with your colleagues and friends, and of course ensure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes. And remember, embrace the future, empower the new you, awaken the leader within, and let's take back control of our aspirations. Thanks for listening.